All right, here we are. Lawyer talk off the record here in the office headquarters, 511 South High, broadcasting. Palm Sunday. On Palm Sunday. Yep. Now that's something. You know, I was thinking about a movie the other day. Um, and I'll say the quote before I say the movie, because then maybe the listeners out there can play a little game with themselves if they know the quote. Okay. You can think about it, but don't do it. You can think about it, but don't do it. Man, I don't know what movie that is. I mean, we're talking probably the glory of the 70s. Have I seen it? Would I have seen it? Probably. 1970, I'd guess six, maybe seven. 76. All right. So six years before I'm born, I was born. I'll start dropping hints. You just brought me 12 Angry Men the other day. Sadly, I have not seen that movie. Great movie. You'll be able to watch that. But this one's going to be relevant to the OVI 360. All right, so tell me. Is or it, DUI 360. Is it a lawyer movie? No. Is, okay. No. You can think about it, you, but don't do it. That sounds like something John Wayne would say or something. Gidget's in the movie. Gidget? You don't even know who Gidget is, do you? Yeah, it's like I, you're trying to yourself in I'm, so many ways. I'm here. trying to be cool here and be like, oh, yeah, Gidget. I have no idea who you're talking Gidget about. Gidget is also known as Sally Field. Okay. She played Gidget. A oh, okay. Surfer girl. I know where we're going now. So we're at, uh, uh, oh, I know what movie it is. Now I can see it. You can, General Lee, right? No, you're close. No. Even closer. Okay. Um, man, does it have, what's his name in it? Uh, Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Actually said the line. And then the all-star, the man with the hair. Man. Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So this is like Smoking the Bandit. We're talking Smoking the Bandit. All right. right. So All right. At least I guessed this, it after a lot of hints. The very beginning of the movie. He's got this. <laughs> the very beginning of the movie, he's got these guys, these kids pulled over. Were, there was a car broken down on the side of the road. And these kids are probably. There's a bunch of people probably screaming at stealing right now. They're stealing the, the kids are stealing the hubcaps or something. And, uh, you know, old, uh, I forget his name. Don't have a total blank. Is it the what, sheriff? Yeah, what was the sheriff's name? Oh, I don't know. I keep thinking Buford Pusser, but that's walking tall. It's uh I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. But I'm in hot pursuit. All right, I, anyway, can, so, I can picture him. So he he walks up on him. And my son, by the way, my at, at the time he was probably eight, knows every line to this movie. Really? Every every single Buford T Justice. Buford T Justice. Buford T Justice. And Junior's in the car with him. So anyway, he pulls up and these kids are or uh, stealing a bunch of hubcaps or something out of this car that was broken down on the side of the road. And he said, hold up there on that car wash. Yeah, it's a Coors beer east of Texas. But here's the yeah. point. He goes up to these boys, and he, he gets them all in the assume the position, kicks the one kid in the ass and said, that's an attention getter. <laughs> and um, But what happens is he gets called on the run because the bandit's on the run or whatever's going on, or somebody cruises by him. And um, he leaves those kids, and he says, you can think about it. But don't do it. Mm. And that's what dawned on me. See, we're talking about DUI 360. So this is a roundabout way to get to the DUI 360 concept. Yeah. And the concept, again, to remind everybody is we are are going to supply legal, factual, fun, interesting, other types of information about the DUI process. And I think this is a good segue to talk about our firm and what we do. You know, we're... We look at things maybe a little bit differently. People come with problems, and I like to solve their 
big picture problems, not just their miniature legal problems. Yeah. And I like to help them with everything that's going on in their life. And DUIs have an impact perhaps on more aspects of somebody's life than they maybe even know. Definitely. Um, from license suspensions to insurance uh, to long-term problems with employment, just everything. Uh, yep. Maybe even their own alcohol issues. Yeah. Um, and the the DUI 360 concept is to let us share with the podcast world how we do it. We're going to really give up all those secrets? We're going to give them all up. You know why? Because I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. You're comfortable with who you are. I don't think anybody Comfortable is. in your manhood. Comfortable in my manhood and arrogant enough to think, I don't care. Nobody else can do it anyway. <laughs> Nobody else can be us. Right. Now, they can do their own version of this, but they can't do it the yeah. way we do it. Um, but before we got there, we sort of introduced this in, in episode one. Now, here we are in episode two of DUI 360. Talking about smoking the bandit. Talking about smoking the bandit. And everybody's wondering, what are you talking about? You can think about it, but don't do it. Don't do the OVI. That's what you're saying. That's the dialogue that you got to have in your head. I mean, I, I would be remiss to talk about drunk driving, drinking and driving, Partying and driving, getting right. high and driving, doing whatever else you're doing and driving, and not at least talking about the most obvious thing. Don't do it. Right. Just don't do it. I mean, the quickest, cheapest, easiest way to avoid a drunk driving charge is don't do it. Don't drink. As Buford T. Justice. Oh, look, you can drink till your heart's content. Don't well, drive. But isn't that what we always talk about as the biggest problem with alcohol? It. The, yeah. Impairs your ability to make the correct decision. So the problem is when you're drinking alcohol, a lot of times you're not thinking. Well, and this is it, right? So what we're talking about here is maybe the best defense to an OVI is not to get one, which is not to do it. So plan your night out in advance. But you've just hit the nail on the head that even if you plan, that drug, alcohol, yeah. that is, can ruin even the best laid plans. Yep. And how many people? Have we had sitting in this office? I had one this week. What did he say? Situation, the case is over now, but situation where he goes to a, a place to meet a girl and the girl's ex-boyfriend shows up. And he says, well, I don't want to be here. He didn't plan on driving that night. They'd already been drinking, having fun. And he said, the heck with this. I'm out of here. Yep. So his plan was, I'm going to go there and I'm in a safe place because I'm going to spend the night there. But then plan got derailed. He jumps in his car goes cruising down the road after a few drinks, and guess what? There's the lights behind him. Yeah, there's that frontal cortex or prefrontal cortex part of your brain, and alcohol attacks that very part of your brain, which helps you, enables you to make rational decisions. And it turns out if you can't make rational decisions, you're not going to make a rational decision. Yeah. And ultimately the problem is alcohol, as you said, impairs your ability not to drive by its very nature, yet that's what you set out to do. Right. And it's this catch-22. So I saw this thing on Instagram today where Ben Stiller posted something. If you know Ben Stiller, see, I'm going to make you feel All right. See, I know too. Ben Stiller. Meet All the right, parents, yeah. have there some fun, go. Zoolander. Right, I get it. So Ben Stiller, he posted something that was basically a blurry picture. It was himself, and the blurriness of the picture made it look like it was a woman. And it basically said, squint your eyes. This is how it looks when you're drinking. So you squint your eyes to the picture, and you can see that you can see it's Ben Stiller, but when you squint your eyes, it actually looks like an attractive woman. And that's kind of what we're dealing with. It just impairs your judgment. It it's impairs like, your judgment. Yeah. 
And what's that movie? Beer Fest. That's Beer another Fest. great. Remember Beer Fest oh, when he's Fest, when yeah. he's got the he thinks he's in like a suit and he's walking around and he's looking in the mirror and he's got the but really he's got the box in his head and he's got like slobbered on himself right, and he's right, like, right, hey right. man, looking good. Looking good. <laughs> and and I think what what we're getting at is this notion that if we're going to talk to people about and and it's not lost on me that what everybody wants to hear is what can they do to you what can't they do to you and what can you do to get out of an OBI once you get pulled over oh, we're going to get to that and we'll get to that as this series unfolds but really i, I don't think i'm doing my my societal moral or meeting my societal moral obligation if i say just don't do it um but if you do sure there'll be lots of help here but we're going to talk a little bit more today about the deterrent some some things that might help you deter yourself from actually doing it and really, really locking down a plan before you go out and drink. Mm-hmm. And, and again, even so, those best laid plans often go awry. But, um, well, I guess the best start might be that you're nowhere near your keys or a car that you own. Yeah. I mean, I can't give you – No, we still have the people who come plan. in and say – well, Joey was supposed to drive. Joey got too drunk. I I grabbed Joey's keys because I seem like the most sober one. Right, right. And, so, and try to get it home. But so here's maybe here's the thing: is that if you are out, and well, let's let's start with this. Um, if we're going to talk about deterrent, what did we do on Friday? Where did we go? What did we do on or Friday? Thursday? Thursday. Oh yeah, we had to do a lab. We went to a lab, a state highway patrol yep. crime lab. Yep, and took a look at some blood vials from a very serious accident that caused the death of someone and alcohol was involved. This is a kid. And I stress the word kid. Yeah. Who was driving, had some alcohol in his system and his best friend's dead. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if anybody ever thinks to themselves as they're contemplating their night out. Oh, I'm just going to have a few beers and I'll drive home. I'll be fine. I mean, I, I've driven on a six pack before everything will be cool. Um, I can make it home. You're never thinking to yourself, if you don't make it home, it's not going to be because you killed somebody. Right. It's not going to be because you killed yourself. Yeah. It's not going to be because you've gotten this horrible crash where somebody can't walk anymore. Or we had one one individual who ran in the back of a motorcycle and took the guy's yeah. legs off. I mean, yeah. it's like nobody ever thinks that the two or three beers will result in that. You're just worried about, oh, I don't want to get caught. But this was yeah. a very real – it was – it, 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 it was so laser focused to me when I was walking into that lab and, and after 23 years, I was 23 or so odd years of doing this. I'd only been there. I don't know if I'd ever been there. I've never been looking there. at blood vials because yeah. we're down to this minutia of a blood alcohol content. And here's what, here's what got me. So I guess I, I don't even know what the right word is. It just so concerned about this is that, the blood alcohol content we're dealing with is ridiculously low. Yeah. It is sure. low. I mean, it yeah. is not like we're dealing with a point two. Yeah. Or an O t- yeah. like a really high test. I mean, we're within hundredths, maybe thousandths yeah. of the illegal limit. Yeah. And nobody thinks to themselves, all right, I've had those two glasses of wine. I think I'm going to be fine. I can make it home. Yeah. But what if you don't? Yeah. What if you don't? And, if you get in a crash, even not your fault, and you've had those two glasses of wine, your concern about getting charged with OVI then changes to this complete, utter, cat- catastrophic case where you're charged with murder. Yeah. Essentially murder. Yep. And the, the government, the police, the prosecutor, they don't care if you were close to the legal limit. They don't care if you were barely over the 
they care that there was alcohol in your system. And, right. you know, when I was 18, 19 years old, or let's just say hypothetically, when I was 18, 19 years old, and we were driving around drinking beers and smashing. Oh, you're, you're talking about your buddy. I'm talking about. Yeah, someone else, right? I'm not talking about, you know, <laughs> just like the the uh, troubled youth who is now yeah, right. roughly around 48, yeah. 47, 48, who yeah. our time in high school was spent in the car driving and drinking. Hmm. And smashing bottles on signs. I mean, if mm-hmm. somebody happened to be going out and doing that when they were 18, you never think to yourself, I could kill myself. I could kill somebody else. Right. You're just worried about, man, I wonder what my parents are going to do if I get caught. Yeah. Or what's the cops going to do to me if I get caught? It's like you don't have this notion. And I think our, I think our human instinct is not to go there. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd never have soldiers, right? Well, maybe. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I, I think I've said this before, or maybe I haven't, but the 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 step is unlike a lot of other criminal charges where you can go from a basic misdemeanor level offense that you're going to survive, that you're going to get a license suspension, but you're going to get your driving privileges that you're going to go have to do your three days in jail or three days at a hotel um, that many people live in Ohio know about, and you're going to have to pay your fine maybe, or maybe not do probation. Who knows? But those are that that's the minimum penalties right now in Ohio. If you get convicted of an OVI, but the jump and what you're talking about is that little OVI rear-ending somebody and having a serious injury or killing them creates a mandatory prison sentence well, it's if you like, get convicted. Uh, that misdemeanor conduct, just because something happened to somebody else, takes a huge jump, a total life life changer. And it's like my dad always said, look, the, the margin or the difference between mediocre and excellence yeah. is razor thin. Yeah. The difference between you know a, a problem where maybe you're in trouble – uh, and you got some misdemeanor crap, go to a three-day program, get yeah. a drunk school, and maybe go to prison for the rest of your life. It's like – it's a twist of fate. It is. It is. Maybe. Com- only – yeah. I mean – Completely out of your hands. Yeah. And that's – that was this very real uh, rush that hit me as I walked in that lab. I was like, we're walking into this place because we're fighting over a couple hundredths of a point yeah. on a blood test. When we have a client who went to the hospital, was almost killed himself. Yeah, and his friend was dead. And here's the irony. Here's what. Here's what the. Here's what the real. I guess the the very real thing that hit me is, he thought he was okay to drive. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe he was. Yeah. Maybe he was. Yeah. There's this line in the sand, and one line, the one side of that line is just pure accident. Yep. No, no criminal exposure at all. The other side of that line, what they want to prove is 0.08 or higher, and now it's vehicular homicide. Well, and I think what we need to do, I'm going to make a note of this right now. We need to do a DUI 360 on this concept of back extrapolation. Which oh, for means, sure. For which, sure. And this is, and we'll just give a little hint here, because we have a client who actually tested below yeah. what everybody here would think, or everybody listening would think the legal yeah. limit. So play that out. So, so if I drive a car yep. and I get pulled over, and let's just say I don't even get in an accident, and I blow point oh six, what is that going to what is that going to mean? Well, for most viewers, they're thinking, well, you, you didn't commit an OVI, you drank responsibly, you're under point oh eight. But because we have a death here, this prosecutor's office has decided to do something called this retrograde extrapolation. That's when they employ an expert and they actually analyze where he may have been at that time that that accident and when you happened. say where, what is blood alcohol was at the time of the accident so generally speaking they have about three hours to get the tests in yep 
Um, there's this three-hour rule, and it used to be a two-hour rule, I mean, whatever it is. But they got a certain time frame to get a blood, breath, or urine test taken, or the sample taken. Mm-hmm. And generally, in the run-of-the-mill, nobody's dead, happy-go-lucky OVI, they're going to be cool with that result. Yeah. And if it comes back low, you're like, yep. well, honey, hush. Yep. Winner, I'm, winner. I'm low. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean you're not going to get charged. Yeah, we'll talk about that we'll talk maybe about that in episode day, two. We might even do that later. We'll maybe do a double. OBI impaired. We'll talk about what the how you get charged. Yeah. Um, but here's when somebody's dead or really hurt, they're not good enough with that. They're going to go back those two that two or three hour periods, do some math or some try to do some scientific math. Now, I happen to think that's a bunch of voodoo yeah. and mumbo jumbo and bad fuzzy math. We'll use the bush. Right. fuzzy math yeah um but they're they're going to do it because somebody's yep. dead yep. that's the problem and i guarantee that anybody who's been in that situation and i've represented a few of them a lot of them over the years i hate to say a lot but you know enough to yeah. know that everybody thought man i thought it was fine and yeah. think, you know and, and here you get one that's razor thin on the margins where we're going down to to count the blood or the red blood cell count in somebody's blood yeah. to determine whether or not the alcohol was simply dissolved in the, the extra water because there wasn't enough blood. I mean, it's like that's where yeah, we my, are. And my if we eyes can, are rolling back my head. Yeah. Sadly, I know more about it than I need to. Yeah. Um, but that's the problem. So back to this. If you, it, it, we've got this societal notion where you think I'm. I think you used the term last week. Drink responsibly. Yeah. Yeah. Drink responsibly. And it's such a slippery concept. Uh, you almost can't. All right. So drinking responsibly. Yeah, I mean, look, I was a professional drinker. I was a pro. Yeah. Start in the morning, yeah. rock and roll all day, just sort of meter them in all day long. Have my, you know, you know what my beer was? Uh, Bush Light. Bush Light. Bush Light. I loved it. Did you get the camo cans ever? I did. You know, Hunter <laughs> Orange cans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I was a Bush Light guy. And I could just, I could just sip those. Well, sides. you see where the line, it's like, you shouldn't be around alcohol hunting at all. But bush light, and it's it's socially accepted that you can walk in and get a case of camo colored, you know, bush light can that you can just. I mean, it's just it fits. It's just so. I mean, look, drinking, so strange. Drinking is a blast. Yeah, it is a blast. I mean, it's a blast, but it's it impairs your ability to decide whether you ought to be driving. And, yeah, and it's funny. I, everybody thinks they got this notion of responsible drinking. And, I, and here's the best example I can give. The best one I can give. I see it. I saw it last night. I was at a restaurant down near Cincinnati and nasty natty nasty natty and I was it was a fa- I walked in and it was we were down there for some other event my wife and I and I walked down there or we drove down there and I was just googling restaurants that would have been near yeah. on the way because we didn't want to deal with downtown. Jeff Ruby's man but I think there's one in town now yeah there is one in town it, yeah. it is good I went yeah it's like I wasn't looking for the, the hundred steak, 150 dollar so. steak yeah I mean I'm happy with a ten dollar burger yeah that, and that's oh, expensive yeah. to me well that's great we're back to burgers we are. We're back to burgers. Where's Where's Bill? And what goes better with a black and blue burger? A black and blue burger. Oh, than a than a nice IPA. Uh, I know. And that's what you're I off saw. that stuff. I don't drink anymore. But that's yeah. what I saw. I saw as I walked by this place, which was called a bar and grill. My wife's like, "Is this a bar?" And I was like, yeah. ah, "It's a bar and grill." But I, the menu was interesting. It had smoke food. It was It was interesting. Yeah. yeah. And it was more than just a you know burger and fry joint. Right. Um, but and then when I walked by, I saw families. I saw children. I saw people with children. They were all watching basketball. They had a bar side and a dining room side. And I thought, perfect. Yeah. This is what I want. Uh, and then I started. I looked around. I didn't say anything to my wife at the time, but I looked around, and I saw a bunch of guys and 
their spouses or significant others consuming alcohol. All right, no big deal. Yeah. Because that's what we do. It's responsible drinking in our society. But you were used to make beer. You still make beer? Not much anymore. I've got all the stuff. I should probably sell that stuff. Yeah, I've sure. got all. I've got that. Sadly, I've got probably thousands. Your daughters of are going to want that stuff when they're about fifteen, sixteen. They're going to want to start making. They're going to start making beer. <laughs> yeah. No. So it's a, an IPA. You were. You were. I love IPAs. I mean, to get to your point, it's like well, a couple things. I get what you're getting now with the I, the IPA. So everybody looks at. I, I've seen this, and we've watched YouTube videos on it before, like units of alcohol. I think overseas they did somewhere. How many units of alcohol do you drink a week? It's like it, an IPA is usually not going to be a unit of alcohol. Now, they're making these session IPAs now. They're 3 and 4%, so they're more like a bush light that you drink. But usually we got like hop slam and everything coming out all seasons of the year that are 10% alcohol, 8% I mean, alcohol, 9 and this was- And what you're hearing at dinner is great. Black and Blue Burger sounds great. We got some fresh IPAs on tap. Would you like that to be 16 ounces or would you like it to be 22 ounces? Well, now we're not at 12 ounces anymore. It used to be when I was in, when I look when I when I was sort of graduating in my professional drinking, we'd go over to Hoster's, and that was the first sort of around here the craft beer place we'd go. Yeah, they, they would have pints, and that was only sixteen ounces pint glass. Yeah, the perfect yeah. decanter. That is not a bottle. A beer. And that's not a can. Right, it's, you know but I mean? it's more than twelve. Yeah, and then they started making the same shape pint glass because it is the perfect shape for a cold right. beer. I think. Right. Um, in twenty ounces, so you could get twenty ounce pints. Yeah. But that's not a pint at all. Yeah. And why not have two, right? So right. And then they would even recommend the one you get or they have happy hour, you drink three of them. But right. my point of this is everybody thinks that they're drinking responsibly as they're sitting yeah. there with their kids, with their wife, with their husband, and having two or three beers with their dinner because it's so socially acceptable yeah. now to do that. Yeah. But I'm here to tell you, when those folks get behind the wheel of the car, they are probably over the legal limit. Yeah. They probably are. Yeah. And Very close. I, I think when people ask me now, we get all sorts of questions. First, do I have to take the test? We're going to get to that. I mean, those are yeah. easy questions. Or what, do I have to do this? Do I have to do that? Yeah. But most, I also get a question. It's like, what is my, you know, what, how much can I drink before I got to worry about it? And I would say this. I think you have to start worrying about how much you had to drink as soon as you can't answer a very simple question or you have trouble processing a very simple question. You know what that question is? Usually when you say this, you say, how would you feel if a cop said, I want you to take field sobriety test? Would you like to take a breathalyzer yeah. test? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And you're just thinking, well, shit. Yeah. I drank the way everybody else drinks. I had two beers. Well, maybe, maybe it was an IPA. I don't know. But I had one Bud Light, and then I had one IPA. And Well, I mean, I usually drink a lot more. Yeah, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, I'll do that. I'll do your field sobriety test, too. Yeah. But you had to hesitate when you thought about that, yeah. and you're probably over the legal limit. You're probably over the legal limit. If, you're, if your spidey sense, the little voice in your head says, oh, shit, mm. I don't know what to, I don't yeah. know how to answer this question. Yeah. Or you're just, you got that little ping in your gut, and you're just like, oh, I don't know, yeah. up now. Yeah. And you're looking around, your wife's next to you, and your kid's in the car seat in the back, and you got yeah. the other kid who's out of the car seat, but she's playing with the iPad. She's not sure what's going on. Daddy, is that a police officer? Yeah, it's like, oh, my goodness. You know, it's like, now what? And, and uh, it's you drink responsibly. child endangering. So if they're charging you with OVI and you get a kid in the back, you are getting a second charge. Right. So now now we got yeah. domino. Yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. dominoes, man. So yeah. you're going to get the OVI. You're going to get the child right. you're, you're going to get it all, all because you had this societal notion that yeah. you drank responsibly. Yeah, you had two beers, okay. two or three beers. Yeah. And here's what happens. Um, and it starts there. 
you, I guarantee you the first thing you heard at that burger joint is that waitress coming up and saying, let me get you started with a drink tonight. We got a couple draft beers here. We've got a bottle list. We've got several wines. What would you guys like today? What would you like? And it it almost always starts with the alcohol component. Always. Right. And why? They make a shit ton of money on it, but. Well, I know, yeah. Have you ever watched, uh, well, who's the guy that screams at everybody for the restaurants? Bar Rescue. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Remember yeah, him? Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. He, Tapper, he says, Tapper, it's like. John Tapper. Yeah. It's like they're, you know, statistically, if there's food involved, there's alcohol involved, they're, you know, going to stay longer. They're going to yeah, stay longer. It's the bar serve you more. So yeah. I, I used to go to the restaurants. The first thing I would do is check out the beers. In fact, I would pick the restaurants for the I'm, beers. I'm with you. I understand. And I would grab an IPA. It depends on the day I had, man. It's like, man. you guys want to go to Bob Evans? Ugh. <sighs> Yeah, okay. no, man. I'm going to Elvacara. <laughs> they got Dos Equis at Elvacara. And they got the big ones. The they big got the ones. big ones. Yeah. The big ones, Daddy. They got two big ones. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's like I was go, you go for the beer and you have one while you're looking at the menu. And then you get an appetizer. Eh, I have another one. I mean, I didn't even count them after a while. And three, four, five, six beers. I would think to myself, yeah, I haven't had that much. And I think there's this notion, right? Because I grew up in an era where you measured by the 12-pack. Right. Right. It was Bud Lights, but you measured by a 12-pack, yeah. right? I mean, you, you, that, that was There's something my... coming to mind right now. Liquid courage. Liquid courage, right? That's what so, it is. Yeah. yeah. And we would – so if I had six beers, it's like, yeah, I, drive. Haven't, I haven't had that much. Yeah. It's like, I'm not worried are... about work tomorrow. I mean, I, I <laughs> can do that. Maybe here's the test. If you're thinking to yourself, I haven't had that much, you shouldn't drive. Yeah. Because the I haven't had that much yeah. is just enough to get you in trouble. Yeah. And I maybe more. I don't think there's any drinking responsible – I, I really, I mean, I, I certainly have been guilty of not drinking responsibly in my own life, like but a, it's a I don't drive. Blast. Getting wasted I don't is a drive. Blast. You right. know what I mean? It's like I just don't do that because I, I it, my wife knows it terrifies me to when we go on a date night. It's like we plan ahead. I'm like, I'm not, let's just take an Uber down there. Let's take an Uber back. If, if both people are going to be drinking and, you know, we'll say, well, I'll only have one. It's like I, my wife knows. Don't even hit me with that one. I don't even care. Yeah. I'll order a lemonade. I don't need, I, don't, I do not want to be stopped. Well, it's just too many people. That's awesome that you do that. Well, it's because we do what we do. We see it every day. Yeah. We see good people come in here that have jobs and families and they never thought they'd be sitting in our office. And I just don't think people – I don't know if people drink the way they did when I was when I was younger. It's like we had the old Spuds McKenzie, Bud Light, well, Rock and have Roll. options either. Chicks and bikinis. I mean if you're, if you're slamming shots of alcohol, you know, liquor, you have vodka or something like that, it's like that's one thing. But it's like they didn't have – you didn't – walk in in the 80s and 90s into you know bar what was maybe guinness maybe sam adams but those aren't high alcohol it's like they didn't have this world we have now right and they're even trying trying to combat it at some of like the bigger breweries because if you order this hop slam do you notice now they're serving it to you in these like almost like flute type, yeah. type glasses the smaller ones of bullshit. because they're like <laughs> because they're like, like well, i'm gonna give this guy six ounces because this thing's a 10 percent six ounces it's like i mean that's crap. that's good for their business you know what i mean because you're not going to you know, shell out so much alcohol, but it's also, I guess, recognizing now that I can't pour this thing into a 16 ounce glass because this guy's gonna be wasted when it's all said and done. I went to the old bag of nails. It's a place around Columbus. Yep. And um, this is this is years ago, probably early 2000s. I would guess 2000. I don't even know if I'd kid you. Anyway, um, bag of nails. They had the Christmas ale. I didn't think anything of it. Oh yeah, Christmas ale. I go order. Right, we sit down. Same same scenario we're talking about. Yeah. Sit down. Go. Where can I get you a drink? I said, "What you got on spell? We got the Christmas sale. Oh yeah, sure. I'll take one. Sure. And I took a Christmas sale, and uh, my typical mo: is grab a beer, check out the menu, yeah. order, get another one. Mm-hmm. Maybe by the time the food gets there, that second one's gone. 
And this was close to my house. We probably yeah. walked down. I doubt we yeah. did. But um, kids order dessert. Well, kids I, I got my own dessert. Um, and then while the food's there after dinner, ah, yeah, it was fun. Let's have another. Let's have a little aperitif or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Have another one. I was freaking plowed, man. I had yeah. four Christmas ales, and I get home. What are the I'm twelve like, dogs of Christmas or something like that? That's one know. that always comes out. I don't know what the hell this was, but I was like, oh, it's probably ten, eleven, twelve. I was looking around. I was just like, I am freaking yeah. wasted, wasted yeah. out of my gourd. Yeah. Um, and that was sort of my first introduction to that kind of crap. And, and back then, the law was twelve percent in Ohio. So there's other states that can sell alcohol. Well. Liquor, we all know, is more than that. But as far as a beer beverage goes, malt beverage, you couldn't go higher than 12 back then. Now, Christmas ales, you're more powerful. You can walk into your local beer store and you're looking at the thing and you're like, holy crap, this thing's 16% alcohol. It's like I had saw an IPA last night, the 120-minute Dogfish Head IPA. That's 16.5% alcohol yeah, see, that's in an no IPA. I'd rather drink 30 Bush Lights. <laughs> <laughs> and they do come in 30 But the, but the flavor, I, I have tasted that one. That one is... It's a little too too intense. I it love dogfish head beer, but flavor. It's, I mean, it anyway, it, it, the notion of this, and here's what's here's what's interesting. It translates across all of right. society. So, if you're the dude who likes the bush light, happen to be me. If you're the dude who likes to drink the fancy hundred dollar bottles of wine and and think you have the palate to discern between which ones, what vintage is what are they called? Sommelier, sommelier, what the heck? Look, no, but they're good. They can really do it. They can tell you like what valley it came from, what year. So yeah, but yeah, Chablis. What is it? Chablis, Chablis. What's that? I don't, just a wine. To me, it was like Chablis. Chablis is a type of wine? <laughs> Chablis or something. Like, <laughs> we yeah. talking about like box wine here? Yeah, yeah look, box wine. It's all, wine is wine to me. So it's okay. like, look. Uh, red or white, that's all I like. Red or white yeah. or, or, you know, Thunderbird. Pinot Noir. <laughs> Thunderbird, oh, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. What was the uh, what was Boone's, one's Farm. The, Boone's Farm? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. No, the, that's a good wine the right there. Clear bottle that's like blue, like. Yeah, you know, it's Boone's. Mad like Dog laundry, 2020. Laundry detergent, Mad Dog 2020. Yeah, that's yeah. a good wine right yeah. there. But, My dad uh, told me when I was young, this is kind of off topic, but when I was young, if you're going to buy alcohol, he's like, if you're going to drink and make a mixed drink or whatever, because back when I was a freshman, beer wasn't, people didn't like beer that much. Some some people did. Most people were mixing mi- uh, mixed drinks. In Sissyland, where you he came just said, from, where He came. just said, do yourself a favor and buy something in a glass bottle, not in a plastic bottle. <laughs> I don't think I took the advice, but he's like, usually the ones in the glass bottles are going to be filtered a little bit more, and you're not going to wake up with the worst hangover of your well, life. Well, I mean, the, what was the, the wine coolers that come in at two liters? Sun Country. Remember those suckers? Sun Country. <laughs> Sun Country wine. <laughs> See, this is, again, I'm dating myself. Sun Co- Look, everybody from the 80s knows Sun Country wine coolers in the two-liter bottle. Yeah. So you, we go out. We go to the drive-thru. It's like, yeah, we need a uh, – it started – it used to be Budweiser because that's the king of beers, right? So we'd, we'd get a case of Budweiser. Oh, don't and then, get me started. Then we that. got fat. Or we, so we perceived that Bud Light would somehow help that. We'll take the Bud Light. And we're 18, 19 years old. So we get, Bud heavy. So it was Budweiser, and then it went to Bud Light, and then – we got poor because we had to drink two. And one case turned Key, into two. Whatever Keystone. It was. So then we just then it was Natty Light. Oh, Natty, Natty, yeah. Thirty stones from Keystone. Nat, natty Light was popping. And then Bush Light came out right about when I went to college. And then yeah. that was so much better than all of them. But did you do college, Miller High Life at all? I still I love the Miller High. You Miller do. High, you know what I really like? I think it's Coors. Uh, t- that was Coors. Is a nice. We're going to do thick, the heavy beer chain beers. A, that's yeah. I'm and fine then with Coors, Coors. I was just drinking water. Anyway, it, it's like that was sort of the, that was sort of the progression. It's like starts with Budweiser because you think you're drinking a king of beers and Bud Light because you know you think you're getting it's, it's better for you. And then it's like Diet Coke. It's like you're killing yourself. Then, then it's like you got, it's too expensive. So it's natural light. 
uh, and it sort of degrades, or maybe Bush at some point in there too, and then natural light, yeah. and then then it degrades down to like the Milwaukee's best and Milwaukee's best light and Blatt's. I mean, all the good stuff. Blatt's. But and then we would order that plus Schlitz. a four pack. Like Bartles and James was the good cooler. Bartles or James, but that's expensive. We would get the Sun Country and the two liters, two two liters of Sun Country to go with it because you get the girls in the card. Oh yeah, they're yeah. They're passing the two liter. Dude, around we the back. love your wine coolers. See, uh, that's I, a reference you do not. There's no way you know that movie. Oh my gosh, it's Bartles or James. Dude, we love your wine coolers. <laughs> this old guy's sitting on a porch. It's uh, that, uh, uh, Pauly Paul. Shore. Pauly Shore is the actor, and he comes from college and he's just like partying dude. And he goes to a farm for the for the it's summer. Like Encino Man or something. Yeah, like no, Encino Man's close. It's uh, son-in-law. Son-in-law. Right. Claire. Oh, yeah, movie. I know the movie. Yeah, uh, but I don't even know where we're going. Oh, here's what, here's what I was going with this. So you can get the, like these super. Uh, high-end wealthy restaurants where these people have the discerning palate for the kind of vintage or which grape was used in the wine and they're going to suck down two or three of those and think that's responsible drinking they got the same freaking problem they're going to get pulled over just because they're wearing a shirt and tie from their dinner versus my t-shirt from my bush lights yeah it's like they got the same issue right and they're like well i mean i only had two glasses of wine well that's really three because then we had to pour it after dinner well, it's the same crap. You're not yeah. wasted, but you're right on that cusp, and you don't know what to do. So the deterrent is it's the, the problem with the deterrent is really twofold. Our society has given us this go ahead to drink responsibly, but there is no such thing. Yeah. When you mix yeah. it with driving, I it's mean, like you, you pull over your roller window down. That that cop says, "Hey, have you been drinking tonight?" If that question comes out of his mouth, "You've been drinking tonight," you got a problem. Right. That's when. That's when you're. You got a problem. That's when the, your heart skips a beat. Yep. You feel that little tingle of butterfly in your stomach begin, and you're just like, Fuck. I'm not saying that officers at that point are going to make a decision to arrest you. I would hope that they're going to, and I think a lot of them do, You know, see how you do on field sobriety tests. Yeah. But now you are going through a gamut of field sobrieties, and you are being watched very closely. And keep in mind that the person that's administering these on you has been able to be trained in this. They've sat in a gymnasium and performed these themselves being under the influence yeah, of alcohol. It's like the standard. One. FSTs, field sobriety tests, and DUI 360. We're going to do one on that too. But you're right. And, and here's the thing, though. The cops know, just like you know, when you roll up on your buddies at the basketball party, we're right. watching the final four mm-hmm. right. at, uh, at their, in their buddy's garage or in his basement. You're the, you're the last guy there, and these guys are all eight beers in. You're like, yeah. They're they were drunk. Yeah. Right? They're drunk. I had a prosecutor in some field sobrieties to tell you that. Some county way outside of Columbus say, uh, I was like, man, these field sobrieties, they act like they don't, these officers that did these tests on this guy, they act like they don't even know how to do them. They're not giving really proper instruction. They're not following the manual. You know, I'm, I'm throwing all my knowledge at this prosecutor. And he's like, it don't matter down here. These sheriffs know, I know a drunk dude when I see one. <laughs> That's right. I know a drunk dude when I see one, and I know how to talk about it. Yeah. But those field sobrieties, what they're designed to do is give you a framework or give the system a framework to define being drunk or define being impaired. And you don't need it yeah. in the real world. I mean, yeah. look, I'm drunk. Yeah. <laughs> You're drunk. Well, you know. Yeah. yeah. You're looking you know. across the bar, it's like, look at that guy. But then you have to describe it. Yeah. Um, but the ultimately, the issue is... There is no such thing as responsible drinking when it comes to driving, at least from our perspective when we see right. problems. Because yeah. what would be more responsible or what, how could how could you how could our client who killed somebody be any more responsible than having a blood test below the legal limit right. yet kill somebody? Uh, as a result of an accident, I don't know, somebody dies as a result of an accident. I'm not going to even yeah. attribute causation to him. Yeah. 
And now here he is charged with ag vehicular homicide, mandatory freaking prison, lifetime license suspensions, ruined life. Right. Because he drank responsibly. How could he have been any more responsible? Yeah. No chance. Yeah. And if you think that you're drinking responsible when you're having two pints of dinner on Saturday with your wife and children or your husband and children and you're driving home and get pulled over going 40 and a 30 or a 25, if you think, I, oh, no, no problem, officer. I was drinking responsibly. Yeah. Well, how much you had? I was responsible. Well, why don't you take, why don't you come on, step yeah, on out of the right. car here, son? We'll, well take how much did you have? I had exactly two beers. Well, they hear that all the time. How many times have we looked at paperwork and it says, well, we said two, two beers. beers. Everybody had, has two I beers. I had two beers. All right. Yep. So the cop's going to think, yeah, right. Two freaking beers, right. my ass. Two beers. Hop out, son. We're going to do some field sobriety tests. Yeah. And then, then, then it's game on. Now you're in our office on, hopefully our office, because you get good representation here. But now you're in law office on Monday morning thinking, shit, I got this job. I make all this money. I can't get to work. I can't make all this money. My wife is pissed off. My kids, they're going to, I'm going to embarrass. I mean, it's like you have this whole parade of emotions right. because you were drinking responsibly. Yeah. There ain't no such thing when it comes to driving. If you think you're drinking responsibly, I'll just, maybe the best way to say it is it is not a defense to OVI or to drunk driving, OVI, DUI, getting wasted in driving, whatever you want to call it, to say it was responsible drinking. Yeah. They define it differently. Yeah. Or they're going to think differently about it, and if, and particularly if somebody's dead. What do, what do you think our client's going to – what's going to the jury and say, ladies and gentlemen, he was drinking responsibly. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Everything that guy said, bullshit. <laughs> our guy's drinking responsibly, Yeah, and he was on a legal limit. No, they don't care. Prosecutor doesn't care. They're going to try to make it like he was over the legal limit. Yeah. And he wouldn't have done any of that if, if uh, unless somebody died. So I guess the point is, rule number one, there is no such thing as responsible drinking – when as, it, as it relates to the legal system. Uh, that, I like that better. All right. I was going to say may, as it relates to a car, but yeah. Now, there may be responsible drinking. Like, look, when I, in my day, if I had six beers versus 15, that was responsible drinking. Mm-hmm. I can wake up tomorrow and still function. I drank very responsibly that day. Mm-hmm. I drank six beers over all four really hours. Right. That was very responsible for me. Now, my wife, she'll drink half a glass of wine, leave the other half, and I'll look at her. It's like, what a waste of wine. You got <laughs> freaking kidding me? That's responsible drink for her. If she has two beer or two glasses of wine, that's irresponsible in her mind. But and none of that relates at all to the legal system. Yeah. And it, it's an undefined, ridiculous rubber stamp on getting drunk. And I'm cool with it. I don't care about it. Drink up. Have a blast. But don't think that – this notion of forgiveness and drinking responsibly in our society is going to help you when you come in to a law office or you go to court or they, they find you, they find you drinking and driving and say, we don't give a crap. If you're responsible. Now you got to prove it. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. shit, I don't know what responsible is after now. It's like, yeah. do you think you knew it was responsible? So you're fooling yourself. Maybe is the best way to say this. Now, yeah. am I indicting drinking generally? Nah, not at all. Have fun. Have a blast. Drink up, party up. But the two problems you got is what we think is responsible drinking Usually the police don't. Yeah. Uh, and even if they do, they don't care. Um, and responsible drinking often turns into irresponsible drinking. Yeah. How many times you do that? You set out, oh, I just, I'm going to bring I'm gonna six, two beers. Two beers. Next thing you know, it's like your buddy shows, oh, dude, you're home yeah. too. Yeah. Rock I guess and I'll roll. have one more. How about a Jaeger? You know? Oh, yeah. How about a Jaeger? Yeah. We'll do that. We'll, 
like that time we were well we get to start telling drinking stories later but it, it Jaeger was, bomb is where you're going with that one do a Jaeger, whatever it is but. Like nick and i puked outside yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. see i drank responsibly that night yeah. i had six beers i didn't yeah. do the Jaeger bomb right yeah. i had six pints of some big beer yeah but i drank responsibly because i didn't puke outside and i didn't have the Jaeger bombs and Jaeger bomb is just so everybody knows it's half a pint of guinness and you drop in a shot of Jaeger. Wait a minute, though. No, no. We did Irish car bombs. Irish car bombs. That's Irish. Yeah. Car bombs. That so Jameson? we drop in Irish uh, whiskey. whiskey. No. No, it's the Kahlua stuff, I think. Because it makes it like milky. Oh, well, I don't what, Whatever know. the hell it is. Whatever it is. Anything Look, that has a, a bomb in the name. Now, you're going, <laughs> I'm like, going old school because what we used to do is go to the bar and order the Boilermaker. Oh. You get the shot. I always got bourbon. Beam. Is it just a sidecar or you drop it in? Some people drop it in. Some people keep it on the side. Yeah. Chase it with the beer. Yeah. And you would get the glasses. like the, This is like old school 12-ounce glasses, right? They look like orange juice glasses. You would get in little draft beers at the yeah. old school bar that's like a Formica top and the and the plastic stools. And you'd sit there with – those are the kind of bars I love. My favorite kind of places. Right, we're Peanuts on the counter. I want a Budweiser and a shot of Beam. Rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll. And uh, – how responsible is that, right? I mean, how many of those? You, uh, oh, you, I mean, you're, yeah, mathematically, you're like, where am I at? Damn, it was fun. Yeah. But uh, you've got those two problems. One, again, I'm going to repeat them because that's how important it is. Your version, society's version, and this notion of drinking responsibly is not defined. And even if it were, it's not defined in any way that's going to get you out of trouble when the law pulls you over. When law dog says, yeah. how many you had to drink? And you say, oh, it's responsible. Right. Well, where did that come from, drink responsibly? Where, where do we hear that? The people that sell you. The people the that sell the booze. That's where you hear them. You hear them in the Bud Light commercial Don't at the end of everything. Much. Do it responsibly. Let's put people in bikinis and bathing suits and having fun and slamming like, my beer. And then they say, oh, but drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Yeah. Not responsible for yeah. determining how many drinking responsibly really yeah. is. Have it's fun. like, and now it's not no longer drunk driving. Don't drunk driving. You drunk driving, you get thrown in jail. They have all those commercials. Now what it is. Don't drive buzzed. Don't drive buzzed. Buzz driving is drunk driving. Oh, that was and that was my thing in the eighties. Yeah. Oh, I'm not drunk. I just got a little bit of a buzz. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> what, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. Uh, but that's the first problem. Responsible drinking doesn't fit within a law, and it's undefined anyway. And the people who try to define it, or the people that throw that out there, the people that want to sell you more alcohol. Um, not that you shouldn't be drinking. Don't take that this way. Drink up. Have a blast. It's fun. I don't think um, anybody's taking it that way. How many alcohol references have we made in our own lives in uh, just this podcast? Sure. Um, but then the responsible drinking often becomes irresponsible drinking and that's when your frontal cortex gets all out of whack yeah and your uber turns into driving your buddy's car home and yep. you wrap it around a telephone pole yep. or you end up going the wrong way on a ramp on getting from i-71 onto two and if you think that can't happen it does every yeah. weekend yeah and or well, how many crimes can we relate to alcohol and started at a bar or started with a girlfriend and we were drinking yeah, or started no a funny fight. story ever started with yeah. i ordered a water right that's yeah. the thing right so those are the things. Now, that's, start with that premise and skip to the deterrent here. Your version of responsible drinking will, could put you in prison for the rest of your life. Your version of responsible drinking could in, put you in, in Dutch with your entire family for creating an offense called child endangering because it is actually a crime to be under the influence of alcohol. It's not defined by responsible drinking. It's defined by the law if you got a kid in your car. So the yeah. two pints you had – at the old watering hole and had a burger with your family while your kids were getting five lemonades. Yeah. Well, you're driving them home and committing two yeah. crimes now. And it's automatic. Right? Yeah. It's, it's automatic. per se. It's per you se. You get convicted of the OVI in the presence of the They don't have to prove anything else. It's per se. That's right. So if I can't, if there's any way to come up with 
DUI 360 deterrent. It is those two kinds. You just boil it down to real simple terms. Every plan that you have ever laid to not drink and drive can go wrong. Every time you think you're driving responsibly, it can go wrong. Yeah. And start with that premise. I'm not saying don't do it. You can think about it, but don't do it. Yeah. Right? That, that's the thing, right? Buford T. Justice you in your ear. Buford T. On Justice. Your shoulder. If you think that if you can think about those two beers and drive, but don't do it. Yeah. Because Buford yeah. T. Justice is in hot pursuit. Yep. That's the deal. So. That was a good accent. I like it. You like it? Yeah. Go watch it. You know what? They sell that movie in triplet. They, you can get one, two, and three. Now, I'm not a big fan of two and three. I'm really not a big fan of But you can get it all. You know what they call it? A trilogy? The Pursuit Pack. The Pursuit Pack. You can get Smokey and the Bandit, right. one, two, and three, all in one, uh, I don't know, probably some anniversary set, special edition Pursuit Pack. Yeah. And you can watch the Bandit. Is that, that's the one you bought, and you thought it was going to be banned, right? Because I think it's got the rebel flag on the on the outside of the box. Right? Oh no no no! I bought the entire Dukes of Hazard. Oh okay yeah yeah. That's every that season of yeah, the Dukes yeah, yeah. because that's when they started burning all the Confederate stuff. Yeah, and okay. I just couldn't live without Uncle Jesse, Bo and Luke. Yeah, and the General Lee. Yeah, and Cooter, and Boss Hog and Roscoe. I don't know how much I've watched of that. I've seen some of them. Obviously, I know what it is, but I've never. Did you ever watch the newer one? Well, with you Johnny know. Knoxville. Yeah, it's got to be crap, crap, right? I watch it. Nah, I'm an old school guy. So you, but you, you happen to know somebody that has the entire, the entire anthology. Yeah. Of Dukes of Hazard on DVD. Yeah. That was a Christmas gift to my children that they won't forget. They won't cherish that. <laughs> awesome. They're going to cherish that. You know what I did the very next year? What? I took a pilgrimage down to Cooters. Oh, that's right. I remember Nashville. that. Yeah. And you knew who was there? The General Lee. Well, the General Lee was there, yeah, for sure. And one of them anyway. Catherine Bach. Daisy. Oh, really? Live How old is she now? In the flat. Old enough to old enough that you could tell she was older than she used to be. <laughs> <laughs> but, she, yeah. but she was signed. You know what? She, she's, all, she's a very nice woman. And we, we waited in this line all day, and she was late getting there because some transportation snafu. And uh, we all waited in this huge line. Nobody wanted to be there. It sucked. But when we finally got there, she was awesome. She signed all sorts of crap for us. And um, I still have uh, my boys got a picture of her signed. So, you know. That's cool. We watched the entire Dukes of Hazard, and then went to Cooters, bought a bunch of memorabilia, met the hottest girl of my TV time. So Daisy was the girl back then, huh? Uh, oh yeah, she was. I mean, it's like you know, yeah. Daisy. It's like I don't even know what was stirring in my loins back then. If you're going to get back to yeah. Sheriff Buford T. Justice, there is no way you could have come from my loins. Mm. So, but back to it, the Dukes never drove drunk. But they all actually, you know what? They did. They used to go to the Boar's Nest, and they were always sipping some draft beer. Yeah. There was never any discussion of yeah. how much you could have, or how much you shouldn't right. have, or how much you could serve, or how much yeah. you shouldn't serve. So they were responsibly drinking in this metaphorical way in yeah. a family-related show. You probably wouldn't see that these days. Look like Cheers. Cheers, but they didn't. They were, sucking down beers the whole time. And, but you never really knew how they got home. Yeah. Well, you only assume. It was that. Boston. They just took public transportation. Well, maybe. Maybe. But and Mayday Malone, he was sober. Yeah, he was. He was sober. He was sober. Yeah. Um, so next time you're sitting at a bar, re- uh, but this is the best thing. Next time you're sitting at a restaurant, and Junior and your daughter both there, wife is there, and you're thinking about it, ordering that second IPA. Yep. You can think about it, but don't do it. 
So are you saying one's okay? No. But you've already done that. Save it for when you get home. You can't stop that. Yeah. You can't stop. You can't pick up a six-pack on the way home. Yeah. Say, honey, I was a good husband tonight. Yeah. Or, take hubby, turns. hubby, I was a good wife tonight. Take turns. It's my turn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yep. suck down some beers. But even then, what do you do in the middle of the night when your kid wakes up with an earache and you suck down six IPAs watching the rest of the basketball game? Yeah. You drive right. to the ER? You're right. You can think about it, yep. but don't do it. Yep. So, all right. Well, that's lawyer talk, thinking about it, but not doing it. We are off the record, lawyer talk, off the record, on the air, until now on this DUI 360.